This episode of the Prairie Track and Field Podcast is brought to you by Cedic Run. As summer running comes to a close, cross-country season is right around the corner. Whether you're looking for trainers, spikes, or gear to run in, be sure to head downtown to the new SDR shop. Richard is the master at finding a shoe that'll work for you, and he'll make sure that you're laced up in something that'll help you earn some new PRs this season. That's Cedic Run, located in downtown Grand Forks. Ragnarok Athletic Club provides track and field athletes of all ages and all events the opportunity to participate and compete in the sport of track and field. Their inaugural summer youth camp went excellent, with our younger athletes in the program getting to try events like pole vault, javelin, and high jump. Follow their social media pages to keep up to date on the next opportunity to join in on the fun. Finally, we'd like to thank Draymond Enterprises. Draymond Enterprises. Innovation reimagined. On this episode of the podcast, Cam and I discuss some of the changes sweeping across the North Dakota track and field landscape. A few shakeups have taken place over the summer at NDSU. When we recorded, a new distance coach was not named. Since recording, however, it's been announced that Dennis Newell of U Mary is going to be taking the position that was previously held by Andrew Carlson for the past seven and a half years. Congrats to Coach Newell on the new opportunity, and we are super glad to see that you're sticking around North Dakota. Perhaps the bigger news is the massive change that's taking place at UND. All four coaches that were under contract in the previous season, Coach Engel, the head coach, Coach Wallace, Coach Jones, and Coach McCarty, have fallen like dominoes. Each has taken a new job at a different program across the country, leaving no coaches, not a single one, under contract for the upcoming season that starts next week. We've done some digging into the facts. we followed the rumors. And we're providing you everything that we know about this monstrous change that's taking place at the University of North Dakota. Let's get started with the season three premiere of the Prairie Track and Field podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Prairie Track and Field Podcast, Season 3. I'm your host, Ryan Enerson. And I'm your other host, Cameron Rail. And man, it feels good to be back. I didn't think we were going to be back quite this soon, but we've got a lot of news that we got to touch on today. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been a while, Ryan. A lot has happened this summer outside of the podcast, outside of track and field. Uh, you got married, Ryan. First of all, I want to let everybody know that congratulations on getting married ryan that's it's huge how has the first month of marriage been for you it's been really good it's been really really good you know that you married the right person when during the olympics you roll over at 5 a.m and your wife is streaming the women's 5k on her phone um so that that was uh pretty funny right away pretty good right away but no it's been been really great and it was the wedding was great it was good that you were there you were in the the bridal party if anybody didn't know but yeah so far it's been awesome and you know you're a married guy yourself so the first month you're still learning a lot of things about each other but it's been an awesome summer yeah for sure and the the fans might be thinking that we just you know fell off the face of the earth but you know we we have lives outside of the podcast too contrary to popular belief so uh just took some time to to rest and uh you know start start families and uh you know all that good stuff but 
we're back. We're ready to talk about um, some some track and field uh, coming into the cross country season. Uh, a lot of stuff uh, kind of happening in the weeks, in the month, in the weeks leading up to the to the season. So, uh, Ryan, what what do you got for us first here? Well, you know, I first want to just give a big shout out to uh, the last guest that we had on the podcast. Maybe second to last guest since we did our predictions episode, but Peyton Otterdahl, who was on yes. the pod goes to the Olympics, makes the Olympic final in the shot foot and takes 10th place. So we want to give big kudos to you, Peyton. Congratulations on that. Did you get to watch the competition? Yeah. Yeah. I tuned in. It was incredible. Uh, I mean, the shot put is just on another level right now with Kovacs and Krauser and, uh, you know, just surreal to see a guy that we were teammates with competing at the Olympics. Um, you know, you watch the Olympics you know, when you're a younger kid and you're, you see these athletes and they just seem otherworldly, like you would Mm -hmm. never, never know somebody, or if you ever got to that level, you would be, you know, I I don't know, but, but there he was the, the summit league champion, you know, Peyton Otterdahl stepping into the ring, you know, just like we saw him do so many times when we were in college. So uh, really cool. I think I, I'm really proud of how he competed. I know, you know, maybe looked a little bit disappointed or wanted, no, we wanted those extra three throws uh, in the finals, but man, young, had to be one of the youngest guys there. One of the youngest Mm -hmm. qualifiers to the finals, uh, 10th place in the, in the whole world. Like what, what a crazy accomplishment. And he had his face on cast clay milk jugs in the weeks leading up all over the place. I, Ryan, (laughs) I, since, since like about halfway through college, I've, uh, drank uh, less. I've started drinking less milk for whatever reason. Uh, but I started buying milk again because Peyton Otterdahl's face is on the milk jugs. Bless so, you. Yeah. Bless you. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was, it was just so fun to see it. You better believe I was wearing my uh, Peyton Otterdahl custom t-shirt that yeah. I ordered from him before he left. And I was up early watching and up late watching the final. It was it was a lot of fun just to keep track of him. So huge, huge, huge shout out to you, Peyton. And, and just the Olympics in general, shot put competition had to have been one of the best events. But I mean, we got to move on and talk about other things. But like 400 hurdles, men's and women's were both electric to watch. Electric, yeah. Um, there was just so, so much good track and field. So it was a good, good week to be a track fan. Yeah. And I mean, we'll... I know we're a North Dakota podcast, but we'll give a little shout out to our neighbors to the uh, east and to the south. Uh, Chris Nielsen, uh, who competed at University of South Dakota, uh, silver medal at the Olympics. Absolutely incredible. So cool seeing him. And then uh, to the east, the Minnesotans, man, there's so many of them across across all sports. I mean, you had Joe Klecker uh, in the 10K. You had... Oh, man. Who are some of the other Minnesota track people, Ryan? Uh, you know, Minnesota track people, I'm kind of drawing a blank. Well, you well, you think, uh, I mean, Suni Lee, she was the women's gymnast that won yeah. all around gold medal. Yeah. Um, to go back, Chris Nilsson is a pole vaulter. So if you're wondering what event he got a silver medal in, yes. he's a pole vaulter. <laughs> um, other Minnesota track people. Oh, Mason, Mason Furlick in the steeplechase. There we go. There's another one. Yeah, there was, I mean, a smattering of them. Peyton, obviously, with the shot put. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, Fambule. Uh, oh, I yeah. 
Joseph Fonboulet, yeah, competing for Liberia, took fifth place in the 200. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot, a lot of, and those are all young guys. They're all on the come up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So let's bring it a little bit closer to home from ship the focus from Tokyo to yeah. North Dakota. There's, contrary to popular belief, a lot going on in the North Dakota track and field landscape at the moment. So let's start with our alma mater, North Dakota State. Big few shakeups. And the first one, this was announced back a while ago. We had it on our Instagram page, but NDSU throws coach Justin St. Clair, I should say former NDSU throws coach, takes the throwing job at Nebraska, where he's also going to be an associate head coach. Big move for both programs. NDSU loses a real one, and Nebraska gains arguably the best throws coach in the nation. And we're seeing a few athletes following him. Do you want to touch on that just a little bit? Yeah, I mean, it's it's not too surprising to see, uh, especially in track and field, uh, athletes follow uh, a coach who gets a new job. Um, so, I mean, any of the Bison fans, any of the teammates were hoping, you know, that this wouldn't happen, but uh, Alex Talley, you know, good friend of the podcast, West Fargo guy. Uh, he's going down to Nebraska to finish up his eligibility down there uh, along with the youngest Otter doll, Max, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, so it'll be, be fun to see those two continue to improve under Justin and we'll, we'll still obviously be cheering for them. Uh, I believe uh, NDSU might've lost a couple of international recruits who chose to go to Nebraska as well. I'm not sure of names or exactly which throw uh, discipline they were from, but uh, definitely, definitely kind of a big hit for, for the Bison uh, one for some of the good recruits who had signed to to go to NDSU, I'm thinking of Caden Pastion from Hillsboro. Um, he, he's staying at NDSU. Yeah. So, I mean, that that's great for NDSU, but, you know, I'm sure that's that's a guy excited to get to NDSU and learn and improve under Justin uh, and now has a little bit more uncertainty with his, uh, his future there. Uh, there's still, obviously, a lot of talented athletes who are he's going to be teammates with. Um, so, Success will not elude him, um, but, you know, might have to forge his, his own path a little differently than he had thought. So, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, they're bringing in a really good coach and I'm pretty sure I'm pronouncing this right, but Jeff Flombaum, I mean, with yeah. the name, like when the name bomb is in your last and, name, we're expecting throws big throws, yeah. big yeah. throws. <laughs> and he, he comes from UPenn. So working in the Ivy league, but, Mentor 12 individual conference champs, six All-Americans, two junior national champs. Uh, they had a jab throw that took fourth place on the men's side in the Olympic trials this summer. Uh, Mark Minicello. So there's a lot of success behind him, too. So we're not just swapping out for just anybody. Um, Flambaum is going to get the yeah. job done. <clears throat> yeah. That, and, and that was honestly probably the, the biggest question, you know, more than – you know, Justin leaving more than wondering what the, what recruits are going to stay more than wondering what athletes are going to transfer is who's going to replace Justin. And I think, I think NDSU found a, a very adequate uh, replacement for him have not met or talked to the guy. Um, but just knowing, you know, knowing Stevie and some of the other coaches that are 
are there and have built the program, you know, they're going to find somebody who has good character and who has the the skills uh, needed to, to coach the best. So excited to see how that goes. Yeah. Now I know the people that are listening to this episode are waiting for us to talk about coaching changes at a different school, but couple notes we've got another coaching change at ndsu but before we even say that another just fun fact about the flambaum he went to north carolina state and he has a bachelor of arts in humanities and he also has a bachelor of music in contemporary writing composition so that's so, why wow, this guy is well-rounded you're saying you know, this guy could potentially just drop bombs on the track or in the field and then also drop beats on the weekends or something like that. Let's just say NDSU has found themselves a Renaissance man. Wow. So yes, big news, but you better mention the other coaching change. Cause this one is a little bit more near and dear to you. Yeah. So after seven and a half years with the NDSU program, uh, coach Andrew Carlson, uh, took a job in Louisville. He'll be an assistant cross-country coach uh, in Louisville for the University of Louisville. So uh, Andrew is my coach for the entirety of my time there. Uh, my recruiting visit uh, at NDSU was actually the same weekend that he was on his like job interview visit. Uh, so I remember going out to eat with me and my family, some of the other families, uh, that were there on recruiting visits and Andrew, and we were just kind of throwing questions at him because he was the, the coach. Uh, but really he was, he was kind of on a visit as well. So um, yeah, I've been with Andrew since his first, you know, his first full season at NDSU and uh, wish him nothing but the best uh, excited for the opportunity that he has uh, sad for the people who have been with him for a couple of years and, uh, we'll have to go through that coaching change, uh, but uh, I think I think they're set to announce uh, the new his replacement here uh, any day now. So we'll once again be excited. There's been some names that have been kind of tossed around, but um, a little bit of mystery about who is going to replace Andrew too. So um, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens there. Yeah, and. We'll miss Andrew's sense of humor. He's so funny, but yeah, just a good guy, good coach, and he's going to do well at Louisville. One last thing I want to touch on, North Dakota State, another coach that uh, since retired, but our head coach while we were there, Don Larson, gets inducted to the USTF CCCA Coaching Hall of Fame for the class of 2021, and what an honor. So, I mean, his, his legend just continues to grow. He's yeah. retired now for a, a season, but congrats, Coach Lars. We are so excited for you. Ryan, the, uh, the new outdoor track facility at NDSU, uh, is that going to be named after Coach Don Larson? I don't know, but if it's not, can we start the petition? Let's start the petition. If it's not already in the works, uh, his name should at least have some – some part of the of the name of that, that facility so you know at he the, can share it with somebody if they, if they need to but yeah. yeah you know at the uh new hayward field they actually started naming some of the concession stands after former athletes so like there was ashton eaton had like ashton's eaton's and yeah. then um there was one for sprinter english gardener it was like english's garden 
as okay. apparently like a vegetable place. But what would can we get a concession stand named after Coach Lars? Well, it would be the Dippin' Dots stand, first of all. <laughs> and instead of Dippin' Dots, it could be uh, Dippin' Dons. Dippin' Dons, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, Dippin' Dons. Well. <laughs> Or maybe, oh my or, god or maybe like don's dots or something like that don's. i don't know <laughs> all right you guys should let us know maybe in the apple podcast reviews yeah. which one you think dipping dots or dipping don's but um, all right should we take to the, the episode to where everybody wants it to go yeah yeah let's go there all right let's hop in the car drive it north on i-29 up to grand forks the hometown <laughs> and i just want to preface before we dive into any discussion Cam and I, despite being NDSU, former NDSU athletes, we love UND. And we love the track program there. We love the people that it's produced, the athletes that have gone through it. The coaches have been really great to interact with over the years. So I just want to preface this whole conversation with saying it's out of love because we love track and field and we love UND track and field. But there's been a big shakeup in the coaching. And Cam, maybe take us back just a couple of weeks um, had a head coach change. Talk us through where this all began. Yeah. So a couple of years ago, uh, there was when uh, two of the the longest, you know, the head coaches at UND have been there for a long time. Uh, Galbraith and Dick Clay, uh, they, they both kind of reached the end of their careers and retired and um, so the UND program was looking for a new direction, a new person to lead them, uh, and maybe had gotten a new athletic director at that same time. I'm not entirely sure. Um, but they chosen to take the track program in kind of a distance focused direction. So there was, there was some talk, you know, between you and me and some other people we know, oh, well, who's gonna, who's gonna be the distance coach to, to lead, the UND program. Who's it going to be? Is it going to be somebody from North Dakota? Who's it going to be? Uh, and they hire um, somebody that no one had ever heard of from around here anyway. Um, and I'm, I'm blanking on her name right now. Christine Engel. Yeah. Christine Engel. She's been there for the last three years and she's done a really, had, has done a really great job with the program uh, has secured uh, UND, their first uh, cross country uh, conference champion their first athlete to compete at the NCAA championships in cross country. Um, you know, just, just really seeing the cream kind of rise to the top at UND. Well, uh, it's been, she's been there for three years. Uh, she got a position, uh, closer to home at UMass, I believe. Yep. Uh, and so she has taken that moved on, uh, her assistant, uh, coach has also taken another opportunity at a different school, Iowa state. Yes, and his name is Kale Wallace for anybody Kale interested. Kale Wallace, yeah, and and so now, you know, Christine Angle, Coach Angle, who was not only the the distance coach but the head of the you know of the future of the the distance focus UND track program, uh, has has moved on. So kind of kind of leaving UND in this position of, um, you know, a, a ship without a sailor. A uh, no, nope. without a cap. Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> You're welcome. Now, <laughs> let me let me just kind of pause and interject there real quick. We've yeah. reached out to a few 
current UND athletes, former UND athletes, we aren't going to be using any names. We want to keep everything anonymous, but there was a interesting text I had between an athlete and what they said was when it came to coach angle and coach Wallace, it always felt like they were prepared to hop the first bus away from UND making us more of a resume builder than anything. And so when she was hired a couple of years ago, coach angle, my first thought was this is a skipping stone to another head job somewhere else. And I don't want to say I told you so, but Hey, I told you so. And so not a huge shock there that she's gone. She's from out East, took a job, like you said, at UMass. Yeah. So it makes sense. Be closer to home. And, and kill. Oh, go for it. Well, I was also going to say, and had also kind of done the same thing, you know, leading up to that. If you looked at like her resume before that in like her bio, it was like, Oh, I spent a couple of years here doing this with the program had great success, but a couple of years there with this program had great success, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so not too surprised. Yeah. Yeah. She's hopped around and, and then, you know, Kale Wallace, good coach, young guy uh, was at Arkansas before he came up to UND and moving to Iowa state. So, I mean, a good career move for him. So yeah, you'd for think sure. like, you'd think that would be all the drama, right? That your head coach leaves and your cross country assistant leaves a couple weeks before the season starts yeah. and not a great spot if you're a cross country athlete, but I sound like a, infomercial person but wait there's more yeah Yeah. so we've learned that since that has happened there's also been uh two other assistant coaches the only two coaches that were remaining on the staff took jobs elsewhere too coach dan mccarty the multi's jumps coach took a position at his alma mater university of central missouri where he's going to be able to learn under the tutelage of the great kip jandron um shout out to him great decathlete and then coach dan jones who's been around the program for a long time he's been he's been a stalwart of the program taken off for idaho state where former und assistant joe silvers coaches now so this leaves us in a precarious situation where there are no coaches on und's staff no coaches under contract for the upcoming season that starts i mean athletes if they haven't already been returning to campus classes start in a week from monday yeah yeah and with this i was shocked i texted you right away and i think i said like all caps and being dramatick like put a period after each word but it was like und has no coaches on staff like all their coaches left all their coaches are somewhere else and now this this left me shook yeah so, I mean, we, you see, it's not too uncommon in like football or some other sports, basketball, when the head coach leaves or gets another job or is fired, you know, a lot of times the assistants or the, the supporting staff will follow or take that as an opportunity to take new positions. You think maybe that's what was going on here or I, like why, why all of a sudden all, all the coaches are gone? I have never heard of this happening in track and field before. If this was football, this would be, I mean, a big deal. Coaching change is always a big deal. But people have made the argument. In fact, the, the new interim coach we'll get to in a moment made this comparison on a podcast earlier this week that this staff turnover is no different than a football team losing all of their staff. But what he's failing to mention is that Imagine if the UND coaching staff for football left this week. 
Yeah. They have a game like in three weeks, right? So September 4th. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, this is a huge deal. And so let's, let's kind of go back to that a little bit. I had reached out to a couple people at UND just to try to gather more information because I, as a track fan and a podcast host, I was shocked and wanted to get more deets and uncover a few details. And so just from some grumblings that I heard a few different things, I sent the same email to two different people. The first one was athletic director, Bill Chavez, who I have not heard back from who knows, maybe he'll be out of the office until Monday, but I also emailed um, track and field supervisor, a deputy AD Kyle Doporowski. And I asked him three questions and these were some things that I had heard. And these are some things I just wanted to clarify. And the first one was, is it true that there's no coaches under contract for the upcoming season? And we knew the answer for that, but I just wanted to hear it from him. The second question was a rumor that I heard that coach McCarty and coach Jones um, uh, wanted to be co-head coaches and approached the athletic department and got denied. And so I wanted to get some clarification on that speculation, a rumor that I heard, but wanted to get some answers and then asked, what's the plan? Cross country starts in two weeks. What are you going to do? And I got a response that wasn't very helpful. It just said, thanks for the email. I was on our AD's podcast a few days ago and talked about our track and field XC program. Here's the link and sent me to SoundCloud. Didn't even send me to Apple podcast. Didn't even send me to Spotify. I got a SoundCloud link. So I click on it. Not sure if I'm going to get to this podcast or if I'm going to get to his up and coming rap career, (laughs) but it took me to this podcast and I was kind of shocked by just how nonchalant they were uh they did not sound like they were very urgent and here's what we've learned we can put the link to this podcast in the show notes and on our socials if you guys are interested but some of the things that stood out they mentioned all four coaches left they confirmed that on there they said that they had reached out to athletes and parents and had a zoom webinar it's not a zoom me they called it a webinar so like the most not user-friendly thing on zoom that you can do and then the third thing they had talked about how this was just like a football coaching changeover wasn't a very big deal in their eyes and i will agree one thing they said they said we've got these good coaches they've had these opportunities to go elsewhere so obviously they're good coaches and i would agree with that but i'm still just begging the question cam why did they leave why did they all leave at the same time and i think there's a little bit more than just a typical coaching change going on here yeah i mean just being uh the uh, going to the other school you know down south going to ndsu you hear kind of the grumblings well being from grand forks and going to ndsu you hear Mm -hmm. you hear things so i just remember in like college you know you we would always hear you know and, and experience, we experienced some of this, you know, some of the disorganization of the track and field program as a whole. Um, you know, you, you weren't recruited until after you had signed with NDSU. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. I, I reached out to the UND program, uh, and never heard back from them, uh, at any point in like the, the last year of my high school career. Um, so there, there's always just been this, this little bit of like disconnect with UND, you know, they have such a successful hockey program that's run so smoothly. And then all the, all like the hubbub with like 
cutting the teams and and stuff like that in the in the last five years and uh just just the whole athletic department just seems to be in a bit of disarray um so it's it's tough to to see that this is still going on and seeing the the exodus of all four coaches at once is just kind of uh pointing that it still is not all organized and all in line like something is still not right Mm -hmm. Uh, and i don't think it's our place to really speculate as to what that is uh we just know that there's something that is not right um and you and i were talking about it a little bit you know you hate it's difficult to build like a track program a track and field program uh when the ad or you know whoever it is 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 pushing for one specific event which is kind of what a little bit of like the rumors and grumbling or the stuff that we're like hearing uh, mm-hmm. is that, you know, there, there's a big push, a big push to be a distance only a cross country only program. The, the biggest event for the track and field program, quote unquote, is the summit league cross country championships. Like that's their big goal. Um, and, and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing like that, that could potentially be an okay thing to narrow their focus down on one event and say, Hey, let's try and get one event. Right. You know, uh, but it's tough, but, but, but it, but it's pushing, it's pushed out two of their coaches, presumably, presumably that is the thing that has made the the jumps and the throws coaches leave. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, we've, we're going to keep sources anonymous, but, you know, we had one source that reached out and said that all the coaches have been told by their, their superiors up above that there's only one day that matters for UND track and field and cross country. It's the Summit League Cross Country Championships. I've heard from other athletes that weren't distance runners at UND that there was a lot of attention on the distance runners side of things and the other event groups didn't get the attention that they felt they deserved. And that's just not a fun place to be as an athlete when you're playing favorites. Now we don't want to speculate too much because we are just two podcast hosts that are talking about this. So maybe there's some of you listeners out there that are saying, well, what are the athletes saying about it? What are the current athletes saying about it? And we had a couple messages go back and we got one return by the time we were going to start. And, and this athlete said, most everyone is shocked with what's happened over the last couple of weeks. And even though there's a lot of people asking what athletes will follow, who will leave next, there's a lot of people within the team who are embracing the change and are willing to give the change a worthy chance. There hasn't been a ton of information on a head coach position yet, but they've posted the position and claim to be working very, very diligently on hiring a worthy candidate as soon as possible. Some athletes obviously are in a difficult position with their specific event coach, leaving it all. It's almost a matter of whether or not if a new event coach comes, will that be able to help them achieve what they want to or not? And, yeah. and you know, you hear some of those things in any coaching change. I had a coaching change between my fourth and fifth season. And I asked a lot of those same questions, but just doesn't sound like there's a whole lot of transparency in the process. And it's a tough place to be if you're an athlete right now. Cross-country athletes, their first meets on September 4th at UND. We'll yeah. see what's being taken care of there, but... Yeah. I mean, we can't forget that 
all these other event groups, jumpers, throwers, they're all showing up on campus on Monday and that's when their training starts. And, and from what we've heard, what I heard on the podcast, they plan to have a, the head coaching position um, that's going to close on August 20th. They'll start interviews after that. So, I mean, presumably they won't have a head coach until the very end of August, probably early September, but then you've got to hire three more assistants that takes some time. And that just worries me for some of these athletes at the program who are going to be flying solo for a long time. Yeah. It's, it's good to hear the optimism. Uh, you know, change is always, can always be um, what's needed for like renewal or rebirth or, you know, whatever cliche uh, cliches aren't my strong point. You're the, you, you've already picked up two of my like analogies so a far. Cliche so. without a captain. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. What I'm trying to say is I'm glad that some people are embracing the change and seeing it as an opportunity uh, for hopefully something better than what they had before. Um, and man, I mean, like you, you preface this kind of segment with, we want to see UND track and field do well. We want to see track and field in North Dakota do well. And the only way, or one of the ways that, you know, track and field in North Dakota will continue to grow and to prosper is if we have successful and visible college programs. So that's NDSU, that's UND, that's Minot State, that's UMary, that's Dickinson State, that's, you know, uh, across the whole state. We have, we have successful and competitive athletes and coaches. And, you know, I think if you and I had to pick the next coach for UND, we would love it to be somebody who's from North Dakota, who knows, <clears throat> who knows the area, who knows the type of people who live here, uh, and who knows the athletes uh, who are around here well, so that we can keep the, the people who are around, keep them home, uh, and have a far enough reach to recruit some good talent from the surrounding areas and um, I mean, from, from the highest viewpoint, from the, the most outside outlooker, you know, it looks like mm -hmm. it would be a great situation to be in. Yeah. You know? So, so yeah, so we'll just we'll maybe leave it with this. The, the interim coach is not from here. Yeah. And he, his strong point, the stamp that he's put on the department, this is per their website is expanding media coverage and content. That's one of his stamps on the athletic department. So in the podcast, he, he said that, that he'd be spending a bit more time with the athletes than he has been. Oh, I sure hope so. Um, yeah. <laughs> so we'll see if you're wondering who it is. Kyle Doporowski was an all big 12 athlete at the university of Nebraska. He's got some chops when it comes to running, but man, we'll see what he can do to, help save this program and like we said we, we we love track and field so we're just hoping that we're going to be able to see somebody come in and make a difference and make a lasting impact too enough with the revolving door und we need some yeah. consistency here yeah uh one thing i think i mean you mentioned the meet coming up und is hosting the pretty much the first cross-country meet of the season uh september 4th I do believe former coach uh, Dick Clay will be 
in charge of the the proceedings there. So I don't think there's anything to worry about in terms of the the running of that first meet. But yeah, still just crazy, crazy times. Yeah, yeah. And like as long as we can run the Ron Pin Classic on September 4th, all is good in the world. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so no, we'll keep an eye on that situation. We'll try to keep you guys updated, but we felt like we just needed to kind of break down some of the facts, get some of those a little bit more transparent. Like we said, if you want to listen to that episode of the Bill Chavez podcast, we'll make sure that we link that link somewhere in our social media so you can get a listen yeah. to it. But Cam, just maybe to kind of put a bow on things, you know, we'll give you a 60 seconds. What are you looking forward to for season three as we kick things off here? Well, I mean, obviously we got to look forward to the uh, North Dakota high school cross country, you know, uh, previews and recaps and everything surrounding that. Uh, That's what I'm looking most forward to. I have to say Uh, anything surrounding or related to cross country. So pretty fired up about that. So. And now I, maybe you want to spill the news here. You're going to be coaching cross country this fall. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll have awesome boots on the ground there. So I took an assistant coaching job at uh, Concordia and Moorhead. Uh, so my former teammate, uh, former NDSU teammate, Maddie Van Beek got named the head cross country men's and women's cross country coach there. So I'll be uh, helping her out, backing her up uh, across the pond, across the river, not really a pond, but uh, in Moorhead. So yeah, we'll be, I'll be at the, I'll be at the Ron Pin invite on the fourth. So uh, we'll see you guys there. Are you going to be coaching or racing? I still got to talk to Maddie. I, my plan was to go and race that before I took the coaching position. So maybe I can get away with both, but Hey, I will be uh, racing a 5k on the track at the university of Minnesota, August 25th. I didn't tell you about that. So dude, let's yeah. go. That's going to be really, really sweet. So Hey, if anybody's in the cities down in Minneapolis, uh, Wednesday night, August 25th, come to the track, cheer me on. Uh, I'll have a, have some stickers. We still got some of those that we can give away. So dude, let's go. Yeah. We love to keep expanding the footprint of the podcast. So, all right. Hey, well, hopefully from here on out, we've got some more positive things looking up for season three. Should be a lot of good stuff coming uh, up soon. And, um, man, it feels good to be back. Oh yeah. Ryan, that was some, uh, that was some good journalism from you. That was, uh, some, maybe the most informed, uh, we've been. So great, great work. Hopefully we can bring the, bring the fans more, more of that. Oh, for sure. For sure. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening and we will see you next week.